Your umbilical cord. Yeah, it was. Why I got rid of it. Yeah. Still annoying. Shut up. Tasted real good, though. <laughs> you ate my umbilical cord. <laughs> With butter and syrup. Be sure to eat your umbilical cord. <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> a crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the Press Continue podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and my co-host is here, of course, Brittany. Hello. And no one was able to guess what what our game was from our little hints. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us the game we were playing? Uh, well, as you can tell from the um, name of the episode, this week we were playing Gauntlet. Yeah, we played Gauntlet. <laughs> a lot. Yeah? Did yeah. you play it a lot? I did. Yeah. Me too. So we're going to take you through most of the series and tell you our thoughts. Also, again, at the end of this episode, we'll have a hint for the game that we're going to play on our next show. Uh, Make sure you post comments on presscontinue.podbean.com on the show on uh, what your guess is for next week's show. So wait for the end of the show to figure out what that hint is. So first, what's the game Gauntlet? Gauntlet is a four-player game that's viewed from the top-down perspective. Uh, You and your friends run through dungeons and mazes, collecting treasure, fighting monsters, grabbing potions. uh, Getting stuff stolen from you. Getting stuff stolen from you. Shooting your friends, whatever. Trying to find the exit. That's it. That's all you do. Yeah. Over and over. It gets progressively more difficult. Forever. (laughs) <laughs> Forever and ever. The game, the game doesn't end. There's no ending to it. It just keeps repeating levels and well, switching them around. Good and, to know. Yeah. So you can you can literally play it forever. But, yeah, that, that description makes the game sound pretty darn boring, right? Yeah, but it's not boring. No, especially when you get more than one player going. That's when I have more fun with Gauntlet. The, the creators of Gauntlet were inspired, actually, by Dungeons & Dragons. It looks like that. Yep. <laughs> It's a never-ending dungeon. Right. Has some dragons in it. Some monsters. Yeah. They keep coming at you. Yeah. Treasure wizards. chests. Yeah. Keys. Wizards. Glowing eyes. They glowing eyes. Yeah. They go from white to red to black. Mm. Over and over and over again. <laughs> Scary. So they wanted to make a game that simulated the experience of Dungeons and Dragons. We both actually played D and D for a long time, a long time ago. Yeah. At George and Tanya's house. Yeah, correct. Do, do you want to talk about that some? <laughs> yeah, it was nerdy. You DM'd for a while. Did I? Yeah. What? Like, I don't remember. You're not following my rules! <laughs> <laughs> I have a storyline picked out! Yeah, we were really good at going completely Side off track, the grid yeah. and breaking the game. But George used to think way too fast on his feet, so we could never... Never trip them up. You couldn't tell. So the creators were trying to capture that Dungeons & Dragons feel with this game. And uh, they couldn't really figure out how to pull it off until they found a game called Dandy for the Atari 800. (laughs) 
that sound right. <laughs> let, let me let me show you what this looks like. You got to see it. Oh my god. Hey, watch. It's pretty crazy. Looks like it's the same game though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like a maze. Yeah. Or treasure chests, hearts, whatever, monsters, and keys, keys. keys for the doors. It's the exact same game. Yeah, it's just simpler. So that was the inspiration for Gauntlet. You have to see it because it's exactly the same game. Uh, if you look at our show notes, I did put a link to a video for that. Again, that's on presscontinue.podbean.com. Go check it out. It's totally worth watching. Yeah. So the first Gauntlet was released in 1985 by Atari Games in the arcades. It was one of the first multiplayer dungeon crawling games ever made. And a few places I looked at said this was the first four-player game ever. Hmm. Atari's strategy was to make a four-player game where people could drop in and out and join in, join out as you play. Their whole strategy behind that was four players popping in and out means four times the amount of money. Yeah, that makes sense. More quarters means more arcade people want to buy your machine, more money for Atari. Gauntlet was advertised as the most fun a quarter could buy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And there was actually a commercial for it in the movie theaters. Wow. They're banging down the dungeon door. It's Valkyrie. There's ghouls. Oh, your friends are here. Fantasy adventure from Atari Games. The most fun a quarter can buy. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was pretty fun. That's totally 80s. Oh, that cartoon. Yeah. So that's also uh, a link to that video is in the show notes, too. So, do you remember this game in the arcades? No. Never saw it? I was a little kid. How old were you? In 1985. I was four turning five. Yeah, you'd be hanging out in the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> my parents were like, stay here while we go shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play some gauntlet by yourself, kid. Well, I remember in the arcades walking past it many, many times. I thought it looked interesting. I thought it looked cool. The voices actually drew you in to see what was going on with this thing. But I never played it. And it was because, um, I think it was because it was right next to Dragon's Lair. And you know how much I love Dragon's Lair. Yeah, so it just dragged, dra- dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dragging me over to the Don't let the dragon drag on. <laughs> yeah. But pretty much, I think anything that was next to Dragon's Lair got forgotten. Because Dragon's Lair was amazing. Uh, I won't get into that, because I'll talk all day about Dragon's Lair. Anyway, <laughs> you had four characters to choose from. There was Thor the Warrior, which was the strongest in hand-to-hand combat. Quester the Elf, which was the fastest character in the game. Mm. You had Merlin the Wizard, which had the strongest magic. And then you had 
Thydra, the Valkyrie, who had the strongest armor. So that was kind of cool, too, that the four different characters had strengths and weaknesses. Again, kind of like D&D. Mm-hmm. Who'd you play as? Thydra, of course. The girl. The girl. Yeah. <laughs> when I played Gauntlet this time, I actually went as the generic warrior. The generic <laughs> warrior? Yeah. Thor? <laughs> Thor, the generic warrior. Warriors are always so generic in, in games. Um, but when they were first creating the game, the programmers were first creating it, they made different names for the characters. Mm. And the warrior's original name was Hulk. And the Amazon, or the Valkyrie's original, was originally called Amazon. So they went with another Marvel character for the name of the warrior? Yeah, nice. <laughs> but the Hulk didn't use hatchets, and neither <laughs> and neither did Thor, so that doesn't make any sense anyway. They were trying not to rip them off completely. Yeah. So was this, this was the first time you played this? Mm. The original Gauntlet? Yeah. Okay. So what are your thoughts? A lot of fun. It's addictive. Just wanted to keep running into crap, beating it up, <laughs> killing it. I wanted to kill everything. Yeah. I didn't want to leave one monster alive. Watching you play this game, <laughs> it hurts. I had to complete... Because she has to kill every little thing, gather every little key, every little treasure chest. Yeah. And I can feel your pain when you can't shoot something. <laughs> or you're like, I have to leave Shooting you behind. Out of oh, yeah. The little uh, lobbers. Yeah. You couldn't kill them when they were stuck inside the wall. Right. See, I played this game on many different platforms growing up. I think I even had it on my Commodore 64. I had it for Nintendo, I think. And I always end up coming back to playing this game. For me, I mean, those first few levels are very basic. It's kind of like your training missions where the... The voices tell you what everything does, you know. Well, I like in Gauntlet 1, the voice keeps saying, Gauntlet 1! Gauntlet 1! It's like, I know I'm playing Gauntlet 1. Did it? Yeah. It kept saying Gauntlet 1, and I was like, was there going to be a Gauntlet 2? <laughs> like, they knew already, so they had to keep telling you you're playing Gauntlet 1? I didn't even know that. I didn't even notice that. And you shot your food. <laughs> you are stupid. Remember, don't shoot food. Yeah, the, you know, the food, I've, it, it always ticked me off because they would put it strategically right in front of where you're walking in so that you end up shooting the food. Yeah, and what's the difference? And then they call you out on you it so everybody can look at you like you're a jerk. You killed your platter of food? Yeah. Why can't you eat shot up food? <laughs> what's stopping you? Someone shot up food. Um, but those first few levels for me, because I've played them so many times, is so boring. I just skipped ahead to level 6 from 1. Yeah. I think, well, I, I played them all just to see what I was missing. Because I, I usually skipped to that, that warp to level 8 um, off the first level. But uh, I decided to go through all the little levels. And, yeah, I remembered that I, why I'd always skip to level 8. Because for me, it, didn't, it doesn't get interesting until about level 12. That's when the level designs get kind of more, more intricate. More complicated, yeah. yeah. more more interesting. You get you get more things to fight. Hundreds of ghosts. Ugh. <laughs> and wizards. Right. That just keep coming at you. You get into the traps that break open walls. So that gets different there, too. And warping. 
Yeah, when I played it as a kid too, I never realized that you can just run in the stuff and kill it. That there was like a hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, it took me a little while. I, I, always, <laughs> I always shot everything, which would make the game take forever. And the, it's, the more time it takes, the less life you have, because it's constantly ticking down. Yeah, I started running in a circle and just killing them all around me. Yeah. You start doing that where they you chase them, turn around, shoot once, chase and turn around, shoot once. No, like when you're not shooting, you just turn in a circle and it'll just kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them. I don't know what you mean. Kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that more specific? Then I think it's after level 12, you get to that first treasure room. Mm-hmm. Where you gotta f- gather all the treasures as fast as you can and find the exit. Find the exit? Yeah, I was not getting that for the first few times. No. I could never find the, the the exit. I did it several times after. Yeah. Yeah, I got out and got some treasure. Yeah. Got some potion. Um, but I like the music in the treasure room. Getting faster as the time runs out. Sounds like Simon. <laughs> it, it makes me, it makes me anxious. Yeah, that's enough of that. Just like I, I mentioned before, that voices in video games was always a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was like an amazing technology that video games were talking to me. What the computer voices? Yeah, it was. It was, it was just a big thing back then. Um, it would always draw your interest. To whatever was going on in the arcades. I, I don't like it, now. No? It just tells me how stupid I am. <laughs> you shot the potion. You shot your food. Oh, and back to that four-player theme. Mm-hmm. That uh, every few levels you notice it was saying, Have your friends join in. Yeah, and then you look around. Make us more money. You have no friends to join in. No, nobody would ever... I never saw anybody at that machine. Even though it was brand new, Gauntlet was brand new in the arcades, and I never saw anybody playing it. Again, they were all huddled around Dragon Slayer. Because <laughs> no one could beat it. No, watching everybody die. Eventually, as you got into the higher levels, your shots would stun other players, and then eventually, I think it's after you get past level like 20 or something, mm-hmm. it would actually hurt other players. Could you kill them? Yeah, you can kill your, your friends. Huh. Got serious. <laughs> Got serious right here. Well, let's talk about Gauntlet 2. Since you just finished playing that. Um, who, what character did you use on Gauntlet 2? Way to change it up. (laughs) I didn't like the other characters. No? No. You don't like the uh, creepy mustached elf? No, he scared me. You don't like the wussy wizard? No. The generic warrior? No. Thor Hulk? (laughs) Thork? Thulk? Thulk. I use the elf, which is what I normally would play um, whenever I played Gauntlet, because he was so fast. I like the faster characters. For some reason, I felt like running faster made me cooler. It didn't. No, it actually made you a lot weaker, <laughs> which is probably why I die so much playing that game. Um, but you did get to shoot a bow. And I like shooting a bow and arrow, so that's fun. The weird thing, too, is that I think every character except for the warrior 
could shoot diagonally mm -hmm. between the two blocks, Thor couldn't do it. Or Hulk, or whatever. The Hulk. warrior could not shoot in between anything, but he was the strongest. So Gauntlet 2 is also the game that came out with their iconic Gauntlet theme song that everybody knows Gauntlet by. It wasn't on the first game. Anybody that hears that song knows Gauntlet's playing somewhere. I've, I've been singing that song like, all week in my head. I need to switch my ringtone on my phone to that too. So to me, Gauntlet 2, I thought that there was a small upgrade to the graphics. It seemed mm, more... Yeah, it was minor. Yeah. But it seemed a little more colorful. It seemed a little more 3D to me. If you look at it side by side, you can kind of tell more. Because I went straight from playing Gauntlet 1 to Gauntlet 2, mm -hmm. and I noticed that difference. It was the same sound effects and everything. Speaking of sound effects, the elf sounds like Mickey Mouse when he gets hurt. <laughs> I, I didn't play it for you, but he's, he's like, I, oh, woo, I think he's letting him get hurt then. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I just finished playing Gauntlet 2, and um, it was a lot of fun. I thought I was going to get somewhere, but I just kept going up in levels, and nothing happened. It's another game that doesn't end. Yeah, and the death guy kept trying to kill me. Yeah, there's a lot more death in this game. Yeah, like hundreds. <laughs> and you never have a potion when you need it. Or you shot it. <laughs> or that those jerk thieves like stealing crap from you. What's that? I like the thieves. I, thought I they could were never hilarious. stop them. Every time they would steal something from you, I'd laugh. Yeah, I know. Because they'd be like... And so would they. They didn't have to get close and they were stealing stuff from you. Yeah, they're good at it. That's not fair. And there was a few levels that got kind of difficult with the maze. I didn't know how to get to the exit with the little red warp squares. Yeah. Oh, I hate those warp squares. I don't know how many times I've gone back and forth when it's like you got to go out the bottom of the warp and it keeps taking you out the top of the warp. That's not true because I tried that several times and it didn't matter. It just kept taking me back to where I started from. Hmm. So in Gauntlet 2, they did add quite a bit. They added new abilities for your characters, uh, such as necklaces that you could pick up, where you had repulsiveness, which made all the monsters run away from you. Uh, I guess you got smelly. Transportability, which you would basically warp through all the walls. Or just warp randomly when you were trying to hit someone. <laughs> yeah, you'd warp through monsters too. It was just very random. Uh, reflective shot, where shots would bounce off the walls, which I found to be absolutely pointless. Yeah, it never hit anything. No. Super shots, which would you'd shoot and it would like clear out a whole row. Mm -hmm. I don't think I... Did you see that? I think so. Okay. Keeps telling you to find hidden potions... I never found any of the or hidden Or the anything. hidden room. Yeah. Where it said, careful where you shoot, find the hidden room, and I was really careful with my shooting and didn't find anything hidden. They hid it really well. Yeah, they lied. Because I can't find either of them. It's not in there. Oh, yeah, fake exits. <laughs> yeah, oh, fake exits oh, and moving so exits. So, yeah, the fake ones, they were like, faked you out. <laughs> I was like, oh... And it kept happening over and over again. That, the, the voice in the game eventually turns into, it just taunts you. Yeah. It was like Stephen Hawking's taunting you. <laughs> it goes from your friend telling you how to play to just mocking you the rest <laughs> of the game. <laughs> um, moving walls, 
stunning floor tiles, acid blobs, which I can never avoid. I just I, ran into them. I would try to avoid them, and I, I hit them every single, every, every single one of them that were there. I ran into <laughs> it. Um, and then the fire-breathing dragons were pretty cool. Yeah, I was sitting there poking it until it started burning me. <laughs> like, what's that turtle do? What's that red turtle? <laughs> I thought it was a rug. <laughs> no, that's a sleeping dragon. Gauntlet 2, there was a few other Gauntlet versions that we really didn't get a chance to play, because um, there's like 15 Gauntlet games out there. But the next major one that came out was Gauntlet Legends, uh, which was released in October of 1998 in the, in the arcades, and on consoles it was released in 1999 and 2000. Now, Gauntlet Legends, in my mind, also gets mixed in with Gauntlet Dark Legacy, which came out in the arcades in 2000 and on consoles in 2002, because they're very much the same game, just that Dark Legacy added more characters to it, more levels to it, a lot more depth to it. So I remember more from Dark Legacy. I remember playing Dark Legacy back in the day. Yeah, it used to come over and we had all four of us playing on the PS2. Yep. The only reason that I had a multi-tap was for Gauntlet, four-player. Fighting over treasure. Yeah. I know when four-players are all running around, we'd always fight over treasure. Try um, to knock each other over. Try to, yeah, try to, like, somebody open a treasure chest, and then the other person would quick run and steal it. And besides us yelling at each other, the characters on screen would actually <laughs> yell at each other, too. They'd be like, hey, that's mine! <laughs> um, but we were always smart about the food. Yeah, we shared that. Every time we opened food, it was like, okay, who's dying? Go get the food. But when it came to treasure, no, somebody always tried to be sneaky <laughs> and steal the money. Then you get to the end where it gave you the piles of kills and the pile of treasure mm-hmm. and whatever, and you'd be like, how did you get so much treasure? <laughs> I didn't see any of that money. <laughs> you got it quickly. Yeah. I did like, too, how in Dark Legacy your characters leveled up, mm-hmm. where you were able to... You know, add magic, add speed, add strength, and kind of customize the characters you go. Again, more like Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And another reason why we fought over the money is because for so much money, you can buy more experience to level up. So whoever stole all the money was always the strongest character. Something else that was different about Dark Legacy was to unlock the next levels, or to get to the next levels, you had to collect the certain colored crystals. So if you didn't find all the crystals in the level or the right colored crystals, you had to go back and replay levels, mm-hmm. which we actually did a lot anyway, because when it got higher up in the levels of the game, you had to have your character leveled up, otherwise you'd just get destroyed. So a lot of times we'd go back to the big boss fights, which were pretty cool, uh, like the Hydras and that big uh, green blob thing, the, ac- the acid boss... We'd go back and just do boss fights and beat them up for experience or to get more treasure so that we could move on through the game and just be that much easier and that much stronger to play. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, even, even though you were repeating stuff, it was still fun. Yeah, it was just fun playing with everyone. Mm-hmm. 
Dark Legacy was a lot of fun for me, too, because it finally had a dwarf again. So, of course, I got to be the dwarf. And uh, there was a code that you could put into it where the dwarf would be naked. What? <laughs> there were naked codes. You wanted to see your little dwarf naked? Not really, but it was funny. Don't lie. last game in the series that's come out was Gauntlet Seven Sorrows, and that was released on December 12, 2005 by Midway Games for PS2, Xbox, and Xbox 360. Uh, that again was four-player, so I got to use my multi-tap again, and I remember that because we had so much fun with Dark Legacy that we couldn't wait for Seven Sorrows to come out, and it came out, like I said, like right before Christmas, so we were like, sweet, we can get that for Christmas. We know what we're doing. Christmas Day. We know Day. what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to be all over Gauntlet. It's going to take us, you know, a month to beat it like it did for Dark Legacy. Finally picked it up, put it in, played it, and beat it in one night. That game was so short. <laughs> and so easy. But... You ruined my Christmas. No, it didn't ruin the Christmas because we played it at least four different, four more times after that. But it was short. It was disappointing because we had so much hype from the other one. I just remembered it being disappointing. And it was it was kind of different, too, because you did more hand-to-hand combat, mm-hmm. but you did also have a ranged attack. I mean, the graphics were definitely upgraded. It did look very pretty. It was interesting to play. There was a lot of stuff going on in the backgrounds. There were more puzzles in it, which made it a little more Dungeons & Dragons-y. But it was just so short. And you'd backtrack a lot on the levels. You'd go so far, and then it'd be like, oh, you forgot to get the silver key, so you had to go all the way back through the whole level to get the silver key. And you'd have to go all the way back to the door, all the way back on the other side of the level to need the silver key, which would just open you to the next door that said, oh, you need the gold key that's all the way on the (laughs) other side of the level. So you'd go back and forth a lot, which is very junky level design. I hate backtracking in any kind of game. Yeah. But um, it was interesting. I mean, I'm glad I still have it, but if I'm going to play anything, I'm going to play Dark Legacy again. thing that got me interested in playing Gauntlet again was that I saw the announcement trailer a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. for the, the new Gauntlet that's coming out sometime in 2014. Oh, cool. Uh, it's going to be on PC, and after watching the trailer, it looks like a mix between the original Gauntlet and, like, Diablo. Diablo 3. Uh, it looks very roleplay, very, very much more involved than just running around shooting everything. You should go look on our website on <laughs> presscontinue.podbean.com because I did put a link for it there. 
<laughs> the new gauntlet looks amazing. And it's like it grew up, because there's like blood and guts everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, and it's fast moving. Yeah, it's not a little kid's game. No. Yeah, it's really old school, but new school. Well, it looks like League of Legends a little bit. Um, so it's supposed to be coming out for PC, but I hope that it gets popular enough where they eventually port it over to consoles, because I have more fun playing those on a console. Xbox One's new bundle without Connect, $3.99. So now both systems are the same price and offering the same things. What systems? Well, PS4 oh, and Xbox, Xbox One, One are both now going to be $3.99. So what's going to draw people to one system or the other? Uh, I don't know. Games? I think it's going to be the exclusives, which Xbox, of course, they had Titanfall come out. They just announced that they're going to be making Halo 5 Guardians. Mm. PS4, the only interesting exclusives that I've seen have been uh, Uncharted 4 and Deep Down, which I think is a pretty cool looking game. So with those being some of the major exclusives, which system do you think is going to win over this year? Probably Xbox. Everyone plays Halo. Yeah, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I never got into it. Everyone probably thinks I'm crazy, but I don't think Halo's that cool. Well, I'm sold. PS4. <laughs> <laughs> After that Uncharted trailer. Yeah, they really showed you a lot. They really Thanks, Uncharted 4. They showed you a map being drawn. An Uncharted map. <laughs> <laughs> well, Halo 5 doesn't even have a trailer. They just have a picture. <laughs> And then uh, Titanfall's been out, and yeah, that helped sell some Xbox Ones. Deep Down looks really cool. It's 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 a dungeon crawler where you fight dragons. What? Yeah, that game looks amazing. Yeah, Deep Down looks awesome. <laughs> and last I saw, it's going to be a free-to-play game. So now, after seeing that, what system do you think's going to win? I haven't seen any of the Xbox games. Give me some. Uh, there's Titanfall, and then... Halo 5, that's just a picture. <laughs> There's Titanfall, another first-person shooter. Yeah. I'm not that into it. The thing that's supposed to make it big is because you can get into a giant robot, which are the Titans that fall from the sky. But from everything that I've heard, I've heard that nobody wants to play in the Titans because they're so clunky and people can kill you real easy in them. <laughs> uh-huh. It doesn't look much different than running around uh, as your normal character. No. Yeah, I'm definitely more interested in Deep Down. Yeah. And staring at a map being drawn. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's more interesting than this, because I've seen this so many times. Yeah, it looks like a lot of games. It's giving me a headache. Yeah. I think PS4 will win. Yeah, me too.
So first for our show, uh, this is the first time that we're doing a hardware review. What we're reviewing today is the Tommy Super Nintendo Retro USB Gaming Controller. When you first look at it, it, it looks basically just like the original Super Nintendo controller. Button layout's the same, the colors are the same, the size is the same. It looks really good. But then you play with it, and the buttons are so stiff. Yeah, you'll you'll have some pain in your thumbs. <laughs> yeah, you got a blister, and yeah. you only played with the thing for like two hours. <laughs> I actually do have a blister, it's sad. Yeah, I, I played with this thing for like maybe two, three hours, and after about a half hour already, my thumbs were getting tired on the D-pad, because it's just so stiff. Yeah, you have to push really hard. I mean, it, it's it's an easy install, because you just plug it in, your computer finds it, because it's USB. There's no buttons to even set up or anything. I just plugged it in, and boom, everything worked. So I give it that. And it's cheap. This thing's only about ten bucks on Amazon now. That's so, worth it. Yeah, so, if I mean, I think if you're looking for a quick, cheap alternative to using a keyboard to play your games, for 10 bucks you can't beat it. But if you're looking for the true experience for getting that true Super Nintendo controller feel, uh, I'd probably spend a little extra. They have a USB to Super Nintendo controller adapter, hmm. and you can plug in a real Super Nintendo controller. It's about 40 bucks for both pieces. I think that if you got the extra cash, do that for sure. Especially if you're playing a lot. Yeah. But if you're looking for just the cheap route, this is definitely a good option. Uh, the buttons, though, I noticed wear out pretty quick. The start button, I'm already having to mash <laughs> to get it to work. But, uh, I mean, for 10 bucks, you can't expect too much. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. On a scale from 1 to 10, what would you give the Tommy controller? <laughs> I give Tommy a 6. Give it a 6? I, I give it a 6, too. Yeah. Only because it's 10 bucks. Middle of the road. If it was, like, $30, it'd be, like, a 3. Yeah. But uh, at $10, 6 is good. Rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or find us at presscontinue.podbean.com. Tell us what you think about our show, and feel free to offer us any suggestions of what you want us to cover and how we could make the show better for you guys. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash presscontinuepodcast, or Twitter at presscontinuepc, or email us at presscontinuepodcast at gmail.com. It's a good show, right? That was great. Can't wait for episode four. <laughs> what's the secret? No, what's the, the hint? Oh, I gotta play the hint. Our hint for episode four... Here's the hint for episode four. It's a fantasy card game. It's super complicated and awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> All right, we'll post your guesses on our website, and we'll see you next time, where the gaming never ends as long as you press, press continue. continue. Bye. <laughs> You've saved us all. The Dartlet Realm is restored thanks to you. You have done a great service for your people. The evil demon squad has been destroyed. He will never again threaten the six realms. Peace will again rule the kings, and you along with it. Rejoice in your accomplishments.
Savor the sweet taste of victory.